with that. My guests this morning, Betsy Mulligan-Degg, Executive Director of the Jeanette Rankin Peace Center. Betsy, good to see you again. Yeah, thanks. You're, you're wintering okay? You're getting I through am. this gray season? Okay, yeah. that's good. And Udo Fluke, Executive Director, or excuse me, um, uh, uh, Director of Global and Cultural Affairs at Arts Missoula. Good to see you again, Udo. Good morning. How are you? Fine. You're making it through the winter as well? I am. You guys know the Dairy Queen opens in a few weeks, right? Yes. Okay. All right. I just wanted to give you that a little morsel we'll, out in we'll front of you. We'll meet you there. <laughs> I'll be there. I live not too far away. I don't either. We'll just we'll just meet. Do you live in the neighborhood as well? No, but with two kids, you're never you, far away from you the never, Dairy Queen. You know where the Dairy Queen is. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Um, this is interesting. There's a, a workshop coming up on, on Saturday uh, called Know Thyself, Cultural Identity Workshop. Betsy, this is is a kind of an offshoot, or or at least this this was an idea, idea that had its germ in a, in a workshop last year as well. Is that correct? It is. Uh, in June, the Jeanette Rankin Peace Center did a, one of our unconferences, mm-hmm. uh, which we bring some lightning keynote speakers to inspire people, and then ask them to discuss the points of that that uh, theme are important and relevant to them. And one of the keynote speakers was Dr. Fluke, and uh, those conversations that we had with him afterwards were um, very, very um, inspiring and engaging for the people that were there. And they even asked, I think, uh, that we do a follow-up, that they wanted to talk more about the interplay between culture and uh, ethnicity and how that kind of... uh, forms who we are and how we behave in the world and interact with others. And so we decided we'd do it. And it's just about six months later, here we are. Yeah. yeah. It's in the, in the whole subject is, is so interesting in terms of, um, I was thinking about it as I played this trifecta here, I kicked it off with, with the rascals from maybe 68 or so Steve Earle from, that was a great one. Yeah. Maybe 20 years ago. I don't remember when that album came out. Uh, and Sam Cooke, I think that song was released 1961, possibly somewhere around there. And how, how different aspects surface over the years. Cultural identity is is not something that was was a big discussion not that many years ago, and it has become very much a part of our conversation. As as we get more global and more of a mixed kind of population of people, we understand that we see the world through our own little filters, and a a big one of those filters is our background, our cultural identity. Udo, uh, when when you were part of this conference last year, what what did you go into the conference hoping to share at that time? What what were you thinking about at that one? I think we were in the group that um, that I was um, that I was working with. We were talking about um, sort of I think this idea of belonging and um, how does somebody fit into um, a a cultural structure of sorts, especially when you're originally coming from somewhere else. And mm-hmm. there were quite a few students at the unconference, and so I think naturally those uh, students that were there had all gone through, um, I think, some kind of a cultural identity adjustment mm-hmm. coming from somewhere and um, finding themselves in a new place and in a community um, on campus. 
And so I think that uh, for some people is easier than for others. Yeah. And I think it, it has to do with, uh, you know, support that people have. And um, I think with students at the university, having been there myself and as a former international student, um, there is, of course, a great concern uh, when you're coming from a different sort of outside cultural group and you're looking for a connection to people and all those things. It's so interesting. I mean, we, we talk a lot about uh, about people coming from long distances, but even within the state of Montana, it's a lot different coming to the University of Montana from Bozeman than it is from Browning. <laughs> That's you know? exactly right. I mean, the 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 distance is is comparable, but but the cultural distance is is extremely exactly. a, a different challenge. And you know, we talk a lot about how we get along with people that uh, have different perceptions and and how we talk over differences of opinion. And I I think understanding where people are coming from from a cultural perspective has a a lot to do with that because. It can, you know, knowing that someone's speaking from their cultural place can help you understand them an awful lot and overcome a lot of potential conflicts. Yeah, and I think uh, to add to that, um, when you have these kind of discussions and when you go through a workshop setting, um, you may just discover that somebody else is not trying to be difficult or trying to be... Um, you know, uh, annoying because they have a different view or they have a different perception on something, but it's because it's their cultural background and they're, you know, they are acting their culture and that's all they're doing. But I think in providing a platform and providing a, um, a forum for people to talk about this, is um, is a good is a is a step in the right direction. Yeah, I I was listening uh, before I came in this morning. I was listening to uh, news on national public radio, and and it, it kind of in in uh, conjunction with this, I was thinking about this. Uh, we talk about the difference of coming from Bozeman uh, or Browning, and uh, one of the hosts on Morning Edition was was talking to uh, a native speaker from from, uh, I don't know what, what the background was, but it had to do with this confrontation that happened over the weekend with these kids from Kentucky and, yes. and these uh, native drummers. And it struck me how, and, and, and the host was, was, was good, but the native speaker was speaking in a, a rhythm that is very natural for the culture. And it is something that, that much of our culture doesn't have patience for. And it was so interesting to go from this kind of rapid fire, here's the news, here's the conversations, here's politicians, here's this, to a native speaker who, if you did not understand the differences in languages and, and our, our way of communicating, it, you might not have the same perspective on it. I don't know if I'm, if I'm saying this right, but... Betsy, you've you've been involved with so many different parts of of our community in this state over the years through the Jeanette Rankin Peace Center. How difficult is it just for people within the state to communicate with each other? It's even for people in the same city, it's very difficult because I think one of the things is we we again, we see the world through our own filter and 
I can't see the world through your filter and I can't right. understand your filter unless I talk to you about it. And um, so it's it's natural that I, um, I, I, I'm in my own little world. So until you break that open and try hard to understand someone else or talk to them about where they're coming from or understand what is part of them, uh, it, it becomes difficult. Yeah, so, almost like a foreign yeah. language, yeah. and especially in this day and age, yeah, where, right. where we have gotten so incredibly defensive. Right. You know, uh, I, I often think, <laughs> and I know it's not true because I know myself better than that. But I often think I get so in my own little world and right. so tired of of the shouting and 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 things that are happening in this country. I think I could go up to the yak and build a cabin mm-hmm. and and just not listen to anybody except myself. Then I think, you know, there's a reason that I love Missoula. Part right. of the reason that I love Missoula is the university, uh, the influence of the university, organizations like the Peace Center, um, these different things that make this city so interesting in this little nest in the Rocky Mountains. Let's get to the specific. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just said that's exactly why we have to do this workshop is because we can't go to the yak. No, we have to talk to each other. We it's, have to face each other and talk to each other and know that there's no problem we can solve by ourselves. We have to figure out how we do it together. Yeah, yeah. Escape seems like a wonderful idea sometimes, <laughs> but 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 really, I would get awfully lonely up there. I I know it to be true. I think you'd find some pretty tough tough one tough nuts to crack up there too. Oh yeah. No, I would just I would just sit in my cabin by myself. But the problem is I'm a talker. Yeah. And I need. Listeners, so yeah. that wouldn't work very well for me. <laughs> so, speaking of the university, this is happening Saturday, and this is uh, over at the uh, this light, the too small. This is the Native American Center over the, there, right? The Payne Family Native American Center on uh, the university campus, and it starts uh, at nine o'clock, and uh, we're going to be there till noon, Saturday, January twenty sixth, which is this Saturday. This Saturday, and it's free and open to all. Okay. Do you need to pre-register or anything? No, just, show just show up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and besides the two of you, who's involved in this? Well, um, there's. We're hoping we reached out to um, a lot of uh, individuals that um, are well culturally diverse mm-hmm. um, to to invite them and to say please join us so that mm-hmm. we have a. Um, a rich group to draw from, especially because this is, you know, when we think about cultural diversity, it's such a complex, um, multi-layered concept anyway, because you have, you're looking at nationality, ethnicity, religion, social class, um, generation, locality, um, all kinds of things. And in a way, this even may relate to, um, you know, a local club or a community group or a sports team to people. I think cultural identity can be so many things. So the, so the idea of this is you invite the community in and as, as many different aspects of the community as show up, mm-hmm. that, the more people that show up, the more diversity there is, the more vibrant the discussion would Correct. be expected to be. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you both for coming in. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for giving us the opportunity to... Tell people about it. Yeah, and thank you both for your, all of your work in the community. It is much appreciated and much needed. I think back to when I first moved to Missoula in 1977 and how this community has changed yeah. and how it has diversified in those 40-plus years. 
and uh, it, it's not going to work without people. Like like you said, Betsy, if people are not talking to each other, right. it's it's not going to work. And so far, it's worked relatively well. Yeah. Relatively yes. well in this town. Uh, again, the uh, the workshop is this coming Saturday at the uh, Payne Family Native American Center at the University of Montana. It starts at 9. It continues till noon. And uh, for more information, you can go to uh, artsmissoula.org or jrpc.org. Is that uh, the Jeanette Rankin yep, site? Okay. It is. And uh, get more information that way. Thank you, guys. You bet. Thank you. Appreciate you coming. My guest again this morning, Udo Fluke, Director of Global and Cultural Affairs at Arts Missoula, and Betsy Mulligan-Degg, Executive Director of the Jeanette Rankin Peace Center. We're the trail.